0: Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, and this is Real Life Business. Hey, how are you? I am super excited because this is me doing something a little bit different. You'll know that if you've been following my show, I usually produce my episodes each Wednesday and if you're right up there with the new releases as they come out, if you're a subscriber, then you'll know, well, today is Friday and that is because I am releasing a really special bonus episode today. You'll know if you've been following me for a while that I love to talk and I love to connect and sometimes when I connect with people, there is just something that... I don't know, there's just something that draws me to certain people and Heather is one of those people. She's a fellow podcast host. We met through a podcast um, mastermind group and uh, her show is called The In-Between and it's all about those in-between moments in life, you know, where one door hasn't quite closed or another one hasn't quite opened yet and we're sort of stuck in between two worlds and that really resonated with me because that that was exactly how I felt after I became a mum and had, had our boys. I wasn't this sort of high-flying ambitious career woman that I used to be but I, I also didn't feel like I was this stay-home mom and I felt trapped in this in-between worlds trying to work out where I fit and trying to work out you know how I who I was and and what I was all about so you know, the concept of her show really resonated with me. And then as I've gotten to know Heather, um, yeah, we found that we've actually got heaps in common. So we decided just to sit down and have a conversation and press record. So this is an extended episode. Um, yeah, we chatted for just under two hours. It was crazy. So we have edited down a little bit, but it's essentially just the two of us sharing our journeys. We've both sort of drifted to Australia. Neither of us were born in a Australia and um, we talk about our personal journeys, you know, from careers, relationships, kids, business, lockdowns, how we handle ourselves, the challenges that we go through ourselves in our business. And uh, yeah, we decided, hey, let's just release the the raw audio, the raw conversation as it is, because um, you guys listening, you're going to take out of it what is valuable and relevant and resonates with you and leave the rest, have the rest as entertainment. But I trust that this is going to offer you some more of an insight into me and introduce you to how and uh, all our contact details as always will be in the show notes to this episode so let us know what you loved about this conversation reach out share how it's inspired or helped or you know given some energy to you that really lights us up when um, we hear those great comments so yeah grab yourself a cuppa or two or three or a bottle of wine or wherever you are wherever you're at in the day and uh, sit back relax and enjoy this bonus conversation episode Hey Claire. <laughs> hey, how are you? Hey,
1: I'm good.
0: Yeah, this am. is so fun. <laughs> I know, right? Like it's, yeah, it's it's a totally different way of doing a podcast, but I'm really excited to be um, sharing this with you today. So
1: well, let's see how we go. Yes, me too. So we are going to just flow with the conversation and I'm super excited to see where we go with this and to talk to you. And you're in Australia with me, which is actually kind of new.
0: <laughs> A lot of my podcast guests are in other countries. So we're <laughs> like almost
1: in the same time zone, which is really exciting.
0: Are we, no, we, we're not, we're an hour different, aren't we?
1: Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> One yes. hour. We're,
0: we're nearly there. <laughs> we're nearly there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so crazy though, isn't it? That we can like connect like this with people from all over the world. Like I've had people from the oh, yeah. or, and from America and that all on my show as well. And it's, yeah, it's awesome that we've got the ability to do that. Isn't it?
1: I know. I love it. It's great. Like who would have thought? Well, <laughs> I wouldn't have.
0: No, I mean I was
1: growing up that I didn't have this kind of technology, but <laughs> that's what dates me. <laughs> um, oh cool. Well, I'm so I guess we're gonna start off and share our stories. Yeah, and that sounds like a good idea. I think that sounds good. And for those of for those of our audiences who aren't familiar with either of our, our journeys, so um, do you want me to start? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> well, so a bit about me then. Well, I'm yes, yeah, so I'm an American here in Australia. I just became an Australian citizen this year, like two months ago, which is super exciting. So I've had this whole journey and I've been here for almost six years. It'll be six years in February. And I feel like the last six years of my life, I've come alive. Like I've started living my life and that's not to dismiss any of the time that I spent in the States, obviously, because that's where I was born and raised and where my family is and where I went to college and all of that stuff. But I don't know, there was something about moving overseas and leaving the place that I was born and leaving all the family that I knew and coming here that just opened everything wide open for me Mm -hmm. just in my, in my own life and my own growth and personal transformation. So I've seen the last couple of years, just I've, I've kind of been through the ringer just in terms of personal life and relationships and business. (laughs) And it's all just jumbled up together and trying to figure it all out at the same time. So when I moved here to Australia, I came over with my partner. Uh, we were married, he's American as well. Um, and since we've been in Australia, we separated and divorced. So I had all of that going on behind the scenes. And while I was away from my family and trying to make this country, my home, Mm-hmm. And then I totally I...
0: <laughs> resonate with that exactly the same. Exactly. Other yes, than, that's
1: crazy. It's other amazing. than
0: being married, but you yeah. know, we were still in a long-term relationship, bought a house together, shared bank. Yeah. Oh. So other yeah. than physically having to sign divorce papers, everything yeah. else. Exactly. Wow. Wow. Resonate. And yep. it's, yes. And it's, it's, um, you know, yeah, I moved
1: here with somebody and, and, you know, so, but I don't, but we're not together anymore. So he's, he's not really my fam, my family anymore. And, and then I was left to sort of pick up the pieces and, and basically create a new life for myself. So I kind of feel like I burned, burned down <laughs> my old life in a way and, and just built it up again from scratch in, in a sense. I mean, I kind of picked up some of the old pieces and then, and just reinvented myself. So since that happened, back in 2018. And then I moved to Melbourne by myself and took a new job. And I, I've been working in the design and tech industry for, you know, 14 some years now. Um, so I've done graphic design, user experience, digital product design. Uh, I've, I've got a background in theater prior to that. So I've, I've done a fair bit in the creative field. And I was at the time still pursuing a career in design. And I I took a job in Melbourne, moved down there. That job didn't work out. Melbourne ended up being a really difficult place for me. Um, Just kind of a kind of season of loneliness and and just kind of figuring out, you know, a new, a new life. This is kind of the first, the first chapter for me after my marriage ended. And then of course we had 2020 and the (laughs) pandemic. (laughs) <laughs> Enough so that came, time. so <laughs> that came right after that came right on the heels of everything for me. Um, I, I left that job and got a new job at cricket Australia, which was pretty exciting. So I got to manage the design team there and I always knew underneath the surface that I wanted something more. I didn't, didn't want to work a nine to five forever. I wanted a more flexible lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I wanted to work for myself. Um, I didn't really know what it all meant, but I sort of started that journey of pursuing that at the beginning of 2020, right before COVID really hit in full force. And then I was made redundant from cricket in 2020 and was just sort of like, now, what do I do? I was stuck in Melbourne. I was living all by myself, totally isolated from everyone. And that's when I decided this, that was the opportunity to start working for myself, you know, in the middle of the pandemic. And so I started that. And now that it's been a year since all of that, and I look back and I think, It was, I was in total survival mode and starting my own business and starting a podcast was something that I wanted to do, but it also kind of just kept me going during the pandemic and during the isolation and this year has been totally different. So, which I'm sure we'll, we'll unpack a lot of that journey, but, um, so probably the first 18 months of my business has been a wild ride full of a lot of life change and transition and in between seasons and just me kind of trying to figure out (laughs) what I'm supposed to do and what I want to do and, Uh, you know, putting all the pieces together. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been, um, well, here I am, you know, I'm, I'm still here and, and, and figuring it out, but yeah. And then this year I've moved, I relocated back to Brisbane from Melbourne, then I decided to drive up the coast, found myself in Cairns, and, and here I am at the end of 2021 after the whirlwind that has been the last few years. Wow. So <laughs> a and then story. <laughs> weaving my weaving a business into all of that, which is which is the really interesting part, is you know, how you try to set up a life, a lifestyle for yourself that you love and do work that you love and balancing that with your real life is like, whoa how does that even happen? There's like no rule book for this. There so that's is where no I find myself.
0: Right. <laughs> 100%. And that's exactly why, you know, that's exactly why I started my podcast um, for that exact reason, because yes. I think, you know, I was certainly noticing, I'll backtrack and do my story in a minute, but mm-hmm. I was kind of noticing that the clients that were coming to me, um, small business clients that were coming to me as a coach were, you know, feeling so overwhelmed and feeling so chaotic and feeling like all these balls were in the air and what were they doing wrong? And they needed to sort their shit out. And, and I kind of realized, well, actually everyone's feeling like this. Like, it's not, it's not you. It's not you. It's not you. It's not not me. It's like everybody to some extent or another is feeling like this. So that's actually normal. And so I wanted to create my show to normalize the fact that this, idea of normal and balanced and real life that we've all got in our heads is probably a fallacy and that actually this up and down this roller coaster this chaos this feeling of like holy shit when is all this going to settle down that's probably more normal and so maybe our journey is not to um not to try and find a destination from there but to feel comfortable Mm. in our own skin in that place (laughs) Um so yeah mm. I'm sure we'll unpack that a whole, whole oh, thing as well. <laughs> I love that. I feel like that's been
1: the story of my year is is trying to accept that and be be in that place and be okay with that place like just okay yep this is this is where I'm at and it's okay and I don't have to push myself to be Something that I'm not right now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, well, let's definitely, we'll definitely be unpacking that more, I'm sure. But yes, Claire, I
0: want to hear your story. And it <laughs> sounds like we've got a lot of similarities. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, you know, without sort of dwelling too much on stuff that was too far in, in the past kind of thing, but my journey to Australia from the UK was... It very much the same. You know, I um, I came over here with my partner at the time after we finished uni, we bought a camper van, we travelled all around Australia, which is Amazing. what most pummies do. Um, absolutely loved it. Went back um, home to the UK and just wasn't feeling it anymore. Um, I'm like, you know what? Like I, I don't have any ties to Australia other than um, my partner at the time and his sort of connections over here. Um, but, but it just felt like home. And so pretty much the sort of 10, 11 months that, that we were back from traveling was me applying for a visa to come back over here. So Mm. we did, we came over, but it ended up very similar to your tale. In as much as we moved over here together, we packed up our life in our two suitcases Mm -hmm. and rented a house in Subiaco in Perth. And, um, Mm. then we moved to the country, um, bought a house, I was looking forward to settling down, and it didn't turn out that way. And, and at that point, I had a choice. You know, I was yeah. like, "Well, do I go back to the UK too, or do I stay here?" Um, I decided, you know, the couple of years prior to make Australia home. So, you know, I had that question going around in my head: "Well, do I change that now? Do do I yeah. go back to the UK or do I stay?" And I decided to stay. And mm-hmm. I actually met my now husband. <laughs> not long after making that decision. And there was a a part of me that was like, Oh, is this, is this a rebound thing? Is this a, you know, is this just a reaction to, to breaking up from a long-term relationship? (laughs) But um, no, not at all. You know, when you meet the, you know, when you meet your bright person. Um, And so here I am Um, here we are, we've just (laughs) celebrated our 12th wedding anniversary.
1: Oh um, That's amazing.
0: Yeah. So that was, I mean, there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of story in that, but um, we, we won't go into that right now. I guess the, so the business side of things that to take up a whole hour, just that story. Oh, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to hear that story <laughs> another time because I'm sitting here wondering, Well, <laughs>
1: no, anyway, uh, we could talk, we could, we could do a whole separate episode on we, relationships, we, we, but we totally could.
0: <laughs> Send us send us DMs to our respective Instas. Yeah, but there's like the there's hope, the So um, there's hope. There's hope. to meet somebody new. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, professionally, business-wise, I'm an accountant by profession and always loved my job. It was something I fell into. I didn't intend to become an accountant. I knew that I wanted to do something business-related, but that was about as much as I knew when I went to uni and I studied business and economics. And I fell into accounting when when I moved to Australia and we, we moved to the small country town because there really wasn't a lot of choice And there was a graduate accounting job that came with a house, so I'm like, "Well, no brainer, Um, I'll Mm. take that." (laughs) And um, and I I loved it. I loved it up until then. I had our first son, and um, you know, very much first parent. This baby's not going to change my life. Our life is just going to be the same. He'll have to fit in, and everything. You know. yeah, And to be fair with, with him, he was, a, he was a very good baby. He, um, he slept really well and he did actually allow, he, I went back to work and, you know, everything was kind of normal. I still kind of felt in control. Um, then we had our second son and when I went back to work after he'd been born, after he was born, so about 12 months later, I went to, back to work, I just, something had changed, you know, like I, I, I can't quite articulate it because on the surface, Everything was great. You know, I had a wonderful husband, two amazing, happy, healthy kids. We had a beautiful house. We had, you know, nice cars each. We had boats. We had camper trailers. We had motorbikes. We had all the toys. Um, We went away on lovely holidays. Like our life was really great. We both had really well-paying jobs. But something inside of me had changed. And how I describe it is um, the kids' movie Trolls you know, when they, when the trolls don't have their hugs or their color drains. And so they're walking around in the world and they're still doing their thing, their troll thing, but they're gray. And Mm. that's how I felt. I felt Mm. gray and I felt empty. And I was like, well, who am I now? You know, I'm not, I'm not the high flying accountant that I was, but I don't feel like I'm a stay home mum either. Like I, I, can't, I can't give 100% to either of these worlds because I feel like I'm a crossover between the two. Um, but trying to do both. I felt I was failing at that as well, you know, because while I was at work, I was always thinking about the kids and distracted by the kids and having to take time off when they were sick. And then when I was home, I was thinking about all the client stuff that I still had to do and shit, I didn't send that email and I better just log on and do that now. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I was stuck between two worlds. And I think that was why I was really drawn to you. Well, Like when we first first connected in the podcast network because your podcast is the in-between. And Mm -hmm. I was like, that's exactly how I felt. I felt like I was completely in between two worlds. And I just yeah. I, I felt like I had to find myself again. And that's why I really resonated with your story. Like you had to, you said you had to rebuild yourself and find yourself. And I was exactly the same. It's, mm. yeah, it's
1: funny, isn't it? It is. And it, it feels like such a common it, it's it's something that a lot of us go through. Right. And then that's what was a lot of the inspiration for my podcast too, because we all find ourselves in these in-between seasons, but we feel like something is wrong with us hmm. and, and, and what you're, you know, the premise with your show as well, and wanting to normalize the the struggle and and just say, look, we all go through these things. And, and, you know, even your story of, of how you were said, you were feeling gray, like you had all these things and you, you oh, but I still just don't feel it. something's not right. yeah And then, and I think there's also, there's just like the struggle, this like tension between, well, I've got this amazing life and I should be grateful for it, but I actually just feel like something is missing. And I, you almost, you feel bad about that. Like, and that, and that, that's that in between that, that struggle as well, because you're like, well, I know that I'm not really where I meant to be and I'm not fully satisfied and fulfilled. And at the same time, which I've learned is that's like the key phrase at the same time, you're holding that. And you're also saying, I know that I have this great life and I'm grateful for that. And that doesn't demean anything or like how I feeling not fulfilled isn't, isn't. Does demean the fact that I've got this like beautiful life that I'm really grateful for, but you know, that you're not, it, it, there's some part of you, some kind of deep part of you that's not aligned or not doing what you yes. feel like you're meant to be doing. Doing. And that's and a I really hard
0: place. When I was in that place, I didn't yeah. have any of that language either. I didn't, yeah. oh, I didn't yeah. understand the, the whole thing about values. I didn't understand mm-hmm. the thing about alignment. I didn't understand anything about purpose. I just felt like I was being this mature kid. Yeah. I was like, and and I would literally say to myself, for God's sake, Claire, pull yourself together. You've got a six figure salary. You've got a beautiful house, an yeah. amazing <laughs> husband, two kids, like you've got everything you could want. And yet here you are wanting more, like yeah. Seriously, what is wrong with you? And, you know, Mm. you would never know that from the outside looking in. You would never know that because I had this, I had, you know, put up this facade and, you know, everything's dandy, but that was just what was going on inside. And, you know, then I started thinking, okay, well, maybe it's my job. Maybe, um, maybe I, I need to, I need a change. And we had a natural break or I had a natural break in my career. Cause we moved from Western Australia to new South Wales. So I was like, okay, at the time, um, Kai was four and a half. Tile was about 18 months old. So I was like, all right, we, we moved in December. I thought we've got a couple of months before Kai starts school. I'm not going to work. I'm just going to settle into this new town and figure out what the hell I'm going to do with my life essentially. Um, but it doesn't always work out like that. When you move to a small town and, and the word on the street comes out that there's a qualified accountant that's just moved to town, you, <laughs> you, you don't kind of fly under the radar for very long. And I was starting to have all these job offers thrown at me and, um, you know, the drawer of the money. And I was like, okay, well, I'll probably meet people through this as well. And so I, I took um, I took a role which, um, which that particular role didn't work out. I then went into another role, which was different. You know, I'd been doing public practice accounting my whole career up to that point. And then I took a, like a commercial finance role. So I was working, I was working for forestry corporation. So within an organization as an internal accountant, as opposed to sort of working in an accountant's office, doing small mm-hmm. business tax returns and things like that. So it was different. And that did give me a bit of a spark that did give me a bit mm-hmm. of a, you know, an energy boost, but it didn't take long for that to start to fade again. And that was, that was kind of when I realized, okay, I do need to do something different here. Like something needs to change. And I Started looking just randomly on Google. I was just random. I was like, right, maybe I could be a dietitian. Maybe I could start a chicken farm. Maybe I could be a, an OT. Maybe I could, you know. And I was just googling random shit. I was like, what do I? What qualification can I do next? Like to um, find my thing. And um, you know, like how the Google algorithms work, they must have seen me just searching for these random jobs and careers. And I started getting all these life coaching ads popping up in my feed. <laughs> You know, (laughs) Uh, it was like okay this chick clearly needs to sort her shit out
1: (laughs) that is actually amazing that's well they they, what probably clued them in was googling a chicken farm like that's probably what it was
0: but you can ask you can ask my friends you can ask like the people I was I was serious I was like you know we had a couple of chickens and I was like well if I just multiply this big time you know I'm like how many Mm. how I could sell a dozen eggs for this like I was working out the numbers how many chickens would I need (laughs) anyway cut cut a really long story short that's how coaching came into my world and um, I started studying um, at the coaching institute in Melbourne and I just I remember coming back from one training one time one weekend and my husband said you know whatever you're doing just keep doing it because Mm. it's like your energy is coming back your sparks Mm. coming back and I felt like my color was coming back I, Mm. I couldn't I still couldn't articulate it I still really can't to this day, but. I'm learning just to lean in to when something feels right, um, roll with it. So, yeah, that's a really long story, a really long mm. way of saying, you know, now I'm a business coach. <laughs> now yeah. I support other small businesses, to, uh, other small business owners to basically get their shit together um, and feel more in control and feel more aligned with their businesses. And um, mm. and grow a business, the, the thing that's really important to me is, for me personally, and also helping my clients grow a business that meets the needs of our life, because Mm -hmm. there's no point growing a business for the sake of growing a business. And then 10 years down the track, being stressed out, overworked, (laughs) and kind of resentful of where you are, because you don't actually have the lifestyle that you thought your business was going to give you. Um, I've kind of learned you've got to create that on purpose. Um, So that's, yeah, that's really the core essence of, of where I'm at and what I do now
1: yeah as much of a nutshell as I
0: can do because I like to talk <laughs>
1: I do too I always find myself having to restrain with the details and even then I still probably give too many so woman after my own heart there we um, might just no, split
0: but... this episode into, into two yeah let's see how <laughs> long make we make for I
1: love it I love it uh what I love about your story is that it's that is the kind of the way it goes. Right. I mean, I think sometimes you have a very clear picture of what it is that you want to do. And I, I think that is true for some people and that's really awesome, but that definitely hasn't been my journey. And I know that's not really the journey of a lot of people that I've talked to. And that's, that's the struggle because it's almost like you do feel like you should know. I feel like I should know I've struggled with this all year. So when I started my business last year, I started it as a coaching business but that wasn't what I ever thought I was going to do. I thought, Oh, maybe I'll be good at it because I really like to encourage people. And I've done a lot of mentorship before in my career. And I thought, Oh yeah, this would be really great. You know, but I'd had so many years as a designer, part of me didn't want to keep designing, but then also part of me is like, well, this is where all my skills and experience lie. Like, this Mm -hmm. is the thing that I know. So my very first iteration, like very first idea was I'll start a design studio and I'll, I'll sell design services. Well, then then that was in 2019. And then I kind of left that behind, took a different, I think that's when I started working at cricket And I don't know, I just kind of kept going in my design career. Then I lost my job. Then I had started pursuing some other creative ideas, some storytelling, and I really enjoyed that. And that's kind of what I wanted to keep doing. But then I was told that, well, you can't really make money producing content. So you should offer a service. So I was like, oh, well maybe I'll do coaching then, you know, I can do creative coaching and I can basically encourage other people to step into their gifts and and bring them out into the world. So I did do that and it was great. And it was really rewarding and amazing. And I'm, there's still people that I'm working with, but it's just not just, it didn't light me up in the way that I thought it would.
0: Mm.
1: So I was like, all right, well, that's not going to work or why, you know, maybe I don't want to do that. So I, created a workshop and I started creating some other custom programs and trialed those that didn't really feel like I was in love with that either. And I never really wanted to promote it that much because yep. it felt something just, and I thought that was, that was interesting. I just sort of observed that I was like, maybe not that I don't believe in myself, but maybe there's just something about this that doesn't excite me in the way that I thought it did, because I don't want to be out there just talking about it all the time. And it's just interesting, the evolution that you go through and, you know, and I, I've, I've kind of done this all since I sort of officially launched my business, if you will. So I've gone through all these different versions and iterations and, and I, part of me looks at that and goes like, what am I doing? Like, is that, does that mean I failed at something like, Mm -hmm. and then I, and then I kind of step back and go, well, like, what was my definition of success in the first place? And, and I, and I, I, you said it at the end. You you know, of your story as well about I think something about being really purposeful about the life that you want to create and Mm. being really intentional and and that's that for me was one of my big definitions of success because back when I was in Melbourne and I was stuck in lockdown and I I wasn't loving living in Melbourne anyway and then lockdown kind of pushed that over the edge for me and so it really caused me to think a lot about the life that I wanted and I did a lot of writing and like brainstorming, journaling about what I wanted in my life. And, and a big part of that was setting myself up with work that allowed me to be anywhere I wanted location independent. So I would be driven by the place I wanted to be in the place I wanted to call home versus like the necessity of having to live somewhere for a job. And that's, that's a big, that's a big change to make. And a lot of people I know can't, you know, that's a, that's a difficult thing. And, And of course I don't have a family. I didn't have to worry about moving a family around or anything like that. And I know that it is a big blocker for a lot of people, but you know, it's still, it's a big decision. It's a big, it's a big lifestyle change. And once I lost my job, I mean, in a way the opportunity was sort of handed to me you know, but I decided I, I made the word. choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what I decided to take it, you know, but I also could have chosen to go back and, and, you know, I thought about it and, you know, how should I go back and get a, a full-time job? Like, this is really scary. We're in a pandemic. And sometimes I still think that, like, I don't, I still have those thoughts, you know, but I just try to stay true to what I, what I want for myself and the lifestyle that I'm working to build. And Absolutely. And when you're creating with purpose, I think, we forget that that doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> like
0: that's just exactly. like continual journey. Oh, there's, this, there's, there's <laughs> so much like, wait, as you were talking, I'm like, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm it's like a, just, <laughs> is, we just keep
1: going. And then there's like, that's what I find. I'm like, I've just talked for like ages, but then there's like so many, so many
0: different themes in what I've said. So yeah, yeah you can no, feel I think, free to stop me. I think it's, <laughs> um, I think so there's a couple of things, um, there's a couple of well, there's heaps that I just picked up from what you said, and I can't even remember all of it now. But I think the the purpose thing, um there's so much, so much, certainly in my social feeds and going around in my circles. And that might be just because of, of the amount of coaches in my network and the amount mm-hmm. of people that I follow. But I think generally, you know, to, to anybody, anyone who's following any sort of business influencers or um you know, people in business, people who share content on, on business growth and personal growth. There's so much talk about purpose. And I think it, it can, we can get ourselves tied in a bit of a knot because we, we can be of the belief of I've got to be living on purpose. My business has to be purposeful and we can find it. Like, I know I sort of found it really hard to define what my purpose was. I was like, well, what actually is my purpose? What's my vision? What's my mission? And I found it so hard to define those things that, you know, I almost sort of felt like I created something just for the sake of it so that if I went to a networking event and, you know, somebody asked me, well, oh, what's, you know, what's your perfect, like your elevator pitch or whatever, like I could say something. I'm like, but that doesn't feel quite right. That feels sort of icky. And I think what you talked about around the trying something didn't feel right, trying something else didn't feel right. And that feeling in some respects, that feeling like a failure or you at least questioning, does that mean I'm a failure? I don't believe that does. I think that's the journey, Mm -hmm. particularly for service-based businesses, businesses like yours and mine, where we don't have a bricks and mortar store. We don't have a product. We don't have stock. We don't have staff. You know what I mean? Like we're not like whatever comes out of our brains and our mouths or typing, like that's our, that's our content. That's our product. That's our service. That's what we get paid for. And so, because I feel, because I don't have anything to hide behind, and I, I mean that with the utmost of respect, I'm not saying people with a bricks and mortar business hide behind their, mm. um, their shop or their cafe or their whatever it is. Um, I'm not saying that at all. But I personally have found that I've got nowhere to hide. Like I don't, I don't have, um, like I'm just me. And I've almost felt like I'm playing at this business game. Do you know what I mean? Like as much as I know I am, um, I am valuable. I know that I've got, you know, I've been to uni, I've got the business skills. I'm an accountant. I've done the, the coaching. Like I know I've got so much that I offer. I, you can't help, but feel a bit like, what the hell am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, do oh, these- yeah. Do these people with physical businesses just look at me and go, "Oh, she's just playing," you know? <laughs> just, just let her go and go and play um, with her sort of pretend online business. It does and we'll go feel and like do, that. Yeah, we'll go and do the real <laughs> business of opening our shop every day, or opening our cafe every day, or you know, or our gym, or our accounting practice, or our hairdressing salon, or whatever it is. Like, so I've been, I've been really battling personally with that do you know what I mean because Mm. you know the 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 thought of my business being essentially me wherever the hell I am it's almost like even though I'm saying that's the business I want like I'm the same as you I want a location independent business and not not to travel around all the time because we do have kids at school but to if we go away, I don't want to have to take annual leave. Or, um, you know, if, if we do want to do an extended trip, I can. Um, or if I just want to spend more time with the kids in the school holidays, I can. I can, t- like, wind things back. So I, I want that location independent business. But at the same time, I have to say, like, I've been battling with the belief of whether that's a real business, um, mm. Do you know what I mean? Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. I feel like I've gone off and, on a bit of a ramble, but. But do you know, when you were, when you were talking, what I was thinking too, like what,
1: who, who says whether or not it's a real business and real, I guess, as we've been doing with, with air quotes, but so like yeah. who, who else? Like, I wonder this sometimes you know, I'm like, who, who is this judge? Who is this person mm. that I think is sitting there judging whether or not I have a real business or whether or not I'm a success. And then I think, is it all in my head? Like, or am I just measuring myself up to everybody else in the world not in the world, but like everybody that I see online or like, yeah, all these other successful business owners or these people that I look like look at, and I think, oh, I've got to be like them, but I'm not because I'm me. And I have a totally different journey and a different Outlook. desire and perspective. Yeah, exactly. So then I'm like, but you know, who are these people who are judging whether we're successful, whether we have a real business and why do I care? And like, I don't know if I, is this interesting? Cause I, and now you're hearing you saying it too. And I'm like, wow, I mean, we all, we have very similar thoughts and I'm sure there's so many other people out there that think the same thing. I've, I've yeah. talked to biz, other business owner friends who who have echoed this very same thought process that you and I have just shared. And I'm like, but why are we like, where do we get stuck on this idea that we're being judged? Mm. And are we actually judged the ones just judging ourselves? Like, I know it's like a pretty big question and I don't really know if I fully have the answer to it. I know. But and I, I, don't know to you.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's one that we necessarily needs an answer. I think it's yeah. just- posing the rhetorical question to at least yeah. make us think about it um, right. because, you know, I've, I've had clients with bricks and mortar businesses, yeah. say the same thing, you know, like I feel like I'm just playing at this business stuff um, yeah. and that, you know, this isn't a real business because, because I have so much fun doing it because I love it. And I think that's a really interesting thing. Um, and this is what I was talking to a colleague of mine about just this morning on a, on a call before we started recording. The more I lean into um, doing things that I do naturally, mm. you know, that's coming up with a lot of resistance for me. It's like, well, I can't, I can't just do that and charge people for that. Like who would pay for that? Right. And then I'm thinking actually, and so it's, it's almost like I've got this belief in my head that business needs to be hard. Um, and that I need to be doing something cha- that challenges me in order for it to be valuable. um, for people to then pay me for it, which is, which is totally bullshit. And this is what I love about the personal development journey. And this is why I dig so deep personally with the clients that I work with. You know, I'm not just looking at your numbers every month. Yes, we do that as well. Um, But there's so much more Mm -hmm. to unpack in our brains than just looking at our profit and loss statement each month and working out our goal for the, for the next month. You know, there's so much, value in asking ourselves these rhetorical questions and challenging our beliefs because even me but you as well like us as a coach we know the human behavior side of things like I know like I'm an accredited personality profiler as well so I know how I work I know what my stress triggers are I know mm. I know what can really trip me up yet it still trips me up doesn't mm-hmm. mean I'm superhuman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It doesn't
0: mean just because I know that limiting beliefs and old beliefs hold hold us back doesn't mean I don't have them and I still have to overcome them as well. So this is this is the latest one for me. Um in as much as I I am ridding myself of the belief that I need to find what I do hard in order for it to be valuable. Um yeah, wow. and you know it's, as I say, it's something I'm working on right now, um, right now as we speak. So it's something I'm, I'm unpacking now. Um, so I haven't come out the other side of that, but I'm going to, and um, mm. 2022 is going to be freaking awesome because of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I wonder where that comes
1: from, you know, like where, where do we, where do we get that belief that it, it's, if it's not hard, it's not you know, what I, like, hmm. I mean, did, did culture did somewhere along the way, did culture teach us that? Like, is that just our own imposter syndrome? Like, oh, well, if this isn't hard, it can't be real or, you know, I can't enjoy what I'm doing. Or is it years and years of working in miserable jobs, unfulfilling jobs that we think that work isn't supposed to be fun. You know, hmm. I, I wonder that sometimes, like, where do we where, how are these beliefs getting so rooted? And and sometimes I know they're, they're probably connected to our own self-doubts or, you know, lack of belief and, or confidence maybe sometimes, but then there's,
0: I think there's probably other influences as well.
1: I think that's right. interesting.
0: And, and I have to say, and um, I've said this recently, I can't even think where I've said it now. It might've been on a podcast, might've been on a instant live, don't know what it is. But anyway, I have said this recently in the last couple of days, but you know, I catch myself Like when I say to one of our boys, for example, you know, oh, can you stop playing Fortnite and go and unpack the dishwasher? Um, You know, it's like, oh, and I'll, as a mum, mum voice comes out. It's like, come on, you know, life isn't all fun and games. You know, you can't always do things that are fun. And, you know, stuff like that comes out of my mum mouth. And then I catch myself yeah. saying it. I'm like, "This is where a lot of these beliefs come from. Like we 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 hear it and heard it and continue to hear it on a daily basis. Like life isn't all dandy. Shit happens. Um, you know, and and it does. We've so got to be real. Like, you know, even." Even having a business that we love, you know, we've still got to do our books or at least organize for someone to do our books. We've still got to pay our taxes. We've still got to do the admin or organize someone to do the admin. You know, there's there's still sides of it that are not going to be as fun. But I think um, switching our mindset, switching how we, switching the meaning we put to those things can have a really big influence on how we experience Mm. them, Mm. which is- yeah, a crazy That's, can of worms to leave you yeah, on water. Yeah, I was,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, was going to say like, yeah, maybe like like talk more about that. What it would what it mean, the meaning that we assign to things. So it's how we view things through our own experiences and our own beliefs. And we assign meaning to them in that way.
0: Yeah. So I remember when I first started studying um, at the Coaching Institute, the mentor, my mentor said, Nothing has meaning except the meaning we put to it, and yeah. I was—I I, almost the very first time I heard that I fobbed it off because I'm of like, you know, it was almost just words in one in one ear and out the other. It just didn't—I don't know. And then, then I kind of heard it again, and like she kept saying it. Nothing has meaning except the meaning we put to it, and I was like, well, hang on, let's just let's just have a think about this. And at, at that point, after I'd heard it a couple of times, like it it blew my mind because I'm like. Okay, so a shitty situation happens, and we go through um, we go through the emotional processing or whatever, and we decide that that situation is shitty when that when that thing was happening, it wasn't it that situation didn't have the purpose of being shitty. It was just a situation that was happening. The thing that made it shitty was the meaning that I put to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, I was like, oh, and it was such a big thing. It's still a big thing to articulate and actually unpack when you really seriously think about it. You know, like you could say, like, there's so much um, in the media about how how shitty COVID is, how bad it is, how negative it is, how bad it's been um, for the economies and for the health system and for this and for that. And, you know, it has. I'm not, I'm not taking away any of that. But at the same time, that doesn't mean like to, to say that uh, it's been a really hard, really hard couple of years for businesses. It's been really challenging. It's really tough. It's only tough if we put that meaning to it. Um and when I look at myself and my own business growth and when I look at my clients and everything they've achieved in the last two years, like one of my clients, I don't I don't think she'll mind me sharing like she um, she opened a cafe um, or her plan was to open a cafe in like April um, just before the first lockdown. And she had to delay her opening because mm-hmm. of the first lockdown. And, you know, her business is booming right now.
1: Wow. And, and wow. I'm
0: like, that is someone who can just disregard all the media hype and, all the sort of all the naysayers and this is someone who started a hospitality business in a global pandemic and has not only kept it going through this two years but has grown it exponentially and is now you know Mm. like planning amazing things and you know like that's just one example and I just think if we can shift how we look at something, if we should, like we talked about earlier, if we can shift the parameters that we measure ourselves against as well, then it can totally shift our whole perception. It totally shifts our energy and it totally affects our whole experience. It's Mm -hmm. really powerful.
1: It really is. And I think that so much of what we do in business or creativity or in any way that we choose to express ourselves and put ourselves into the world. It's, it comes back to that mindset piece Mm. and the stories that we're telling ourselves and the, yeah, the meaning that we ascribe to something like we said, if the goal, this is going to be really, really hard. And I don't know if I can do it. You know, it's, it's, that's a whole difference of saying it is going to be really, really hard. Yes. Let's acknowledge that piece and I can do it and I will find a way to do it. You know, there's this like acknowledging what is and, and saying, well, I know that I've got the ability to, to get through it and to figure out a way to make it happen. You know, that's what I really want. And, and you're right. And that's a whole, that that's just a massive mindset shift. And there's that big difference because I think that's where some people sort of get through it and some people don't. And I mean, I, I would admit i mean i've struggled with that this year like i've struggled with a lot of limiting beliefs as you were talking about earlier and and yeah measuring myself against this like scale of value and success that i don't even really know again where i've gotten it from i think maybe i compare myself to all these other people and think that i should be like them or a year into my business it should look differently And, and then I stop and think about everything that's happened and all the changes that I've been through and all the transition I've been trying to balance and all of like the just human stuff that, that goes along with it. And I'm like, but why am I judging myself so harshly? And, Mm. and why do I just automatically assume that that means I can't do it? I mean, not that Mm. I, I do believe that I can. And keep going, but I think it just it just sort of started starts to mess with my mind a little bit. I'm like, oh, I think- oh can I can I do this? Like, what's happening? Like, why why haven't I been? Why am I not further? Or why do I just not have the energy to do this? Like, I just feel burnt out, and and something wrong with me. And what does that mean? Does that mean that I my mindset's not where it should be? And then you know, then it gets all tangled up in there, and then they yeah, it kind of starts to be take the form of limiting beliefs that, you know, you have to try to unpack as you yeah. were saying, like, I'm still, I'm in that process too. And that's so refreshing to hear, you know, you're saying, Oh, I'm, I'm in the middle of unpacking these things, you know, of unpacking really? your limiting beliefs. Like that's yeah, just how that's, it is.
0: Yeah. I don't think that stuff ever goes away. Like no. it, it really doesn't because we will get to a point where we feel comfortable. Like we'll get to a point where we're like, all right, you know, I'm, yeah you know, okay, I'm feeling all right now, Um, you know, I'm I'm in control, whatever, then something will happen or we will decide we're going to elevate ourselves. Like, like life doesn't stop when, when we feel uncomfortable, life doesn't stop and it just, it just keeps happening. So, you know, we'll be thrown a curveball. We'll um, have someone let us down. We'll have a member of staff leave us. We'll have a family illness. There'll be dramas with our kids. Like I'm not, I, I say this I think I said this on a recent podcast. Like, I'm not, I don't say all this to be a Debbie Downer. Like mm-hmm. I say all this to be real. Like it oh it yeah. Happens. Stuff happens. Yes. Um, and you know, when I say we'll reach a point where we're comfortable, that might be like a moment in time. That's not I'm not saying like we'll reach a 12-month period <laughs> where everything's dandy. Like when it we be a are, very brief moment, yeah. Like <laughs> I've when we're growing, that and and this is something that I I remind myself and I talk to my clients about all the time. When when people start to beat themselves up for oh, you know, I thought I got over this. Like I thought we'd work through this. I'm like, yeah, we worked through it when you were down here. You've now elevated, mm. and so you're you're striving for something different. You're valuing something different. Your whole outlook is different, and you're reaching this new elevation of crap to sort through. Like um, I follow um, Denise Duffield Thomas. I don't know if you've come across mm-hmm. her. She's amazing. Has uh, written some awesome books, um, "Get Rich Lucky Bitch" and Printer, Like so, so, so good, and. I love her attitude. She's very, very real. Like she's this seven-figure businesswoman. Her business makes millions. Um, But, you know, I was listening to one of her shows just the other day. She's like, just because I'm a millionaire doesn't mean I don't have problems. Just because I'm a millionaire doesn't mean I don't have shit to sort through. Just because I'm a millionaire doesn't mean I don't have like money blocks and and stuff that I have to work through. It just elevates with each level as we, we move up. And I think that's a big mindset shift that I've had to accept as well. Like it doesn't when we clear something, we've got a bit of freedom and then we'll hit another block. Like previously, like in the past, I've been like, Oh my God, Claire, like, seriously, like again, like, you know, you've hit something else again and seeing that as a failure. But I flipped that now because if I'm hitting another block, that means I'm progressing. That means I'm growing. That means I've reached the next thing that I have to grow through and isn't that an amazing opportunity because what's going to be on the other side of that and isn't yeah. that incredible and just shifting that mindset is it's freaking hard sometimes i am not gonna lie you know i i sulk i get angry i get snappy at my kids i get snappy at my husband i you know um cry like I am not the perfect controlled being all the time. And I think if anyone says they are, they're totally lying. I think the the, the difference is, um, we know how to get ourselves out of that state quicker. Yes. Um, Yes. That's the difference as opposed to never getting into that state.
1: I agree. I think that, it is going to, as you said earlier, those things are going to keep happening. Like you're never going to just be reach a point where you're like, cool, my mindset's like a hundred percent good. And I'm going to keep going and I'm just never going to run into any issues. I'm never going to experience imposter syndrome. Like I'm never going to question myself or question my decisions or my business. Like, no, you're never going to reach that point. And I love that you talked about, you know, struggling, feeling like you're struggling, with the same thing over and over, because I've definitely experienced that, and to hear you have experienced it in your clients, and and a lot of us do. I've I've had friends and clients say that to me as well. Like, why am I still going through this? I thought I figured this out. And I like to think of it as an advanced class. Like you yeah. were at, like you know, you're like at the, you know, when you're a kid and you're in school, like you learn math and science and all that stuff every single year but you learning different stuff and you're building on the knowledge that you already have. And then you get to a point where you're like in an advanced level course. And I think that's just pretty much how it is. That's what I try to, to look at it as now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I try to think, oh, well, it feels like I'm still dealing, dealing, like I've always dealt with comparison throughout my whole life, like as a kid and all the way through high school, college, all the way through my design career. Now, like I've just always dealt with it. So it feels like Sometimes I think like, am I ever going to get over this? Am I ever going to just stop it? But the difference is now, like it is an advanced class because I've gone through so many different versions of myself and I've learned so many things that I'm now better informed that I can take that into the next phase. And, um, and it's just, I'm, I'm. I'm going to always be struggling with it, but I've learned to identify it, as you said, like it's that piece where now you kind of know the triggers. You kind of know you're able to identify it when it's coming in. And instead of spending maybe where I used to spend days, you know, I used to get so thrown off course by something and get so upset and worked up about it. Now I am actually able to deal with it a lot quicker and move past it. And I've learned how to, what I need to do to be able to address it and say, you know what? I recognize this. I know that I'm starting to compare myself. I just looked at something on social media. Maybe that was my trigger. I just read something and now I'm feeling maybe insecure. Or I'm, I'm doubting myself or something. Nope. Stop it. I recognize that that's happening. And where in the past. It might cause me to go down this big spiral f- for the rest of the day, or maybe even a couple of days. <laughs> I'm not going to allow myself to do, do that now because I know And I'm going to instead, you know, I've learned what I need to do. Maybe it's go for a walk or it's do something different, or maybe I do need to talk to somebody that I trust about it, or I need to write, or, you know, I just need to do something to get myself out of that space because it's not, you know, going down that, you know, other path is not going to be very productive or very healthy. And, and then I think, cool. So I've, I've still dealing with comparison and, I've actually learned better tools now to be able to fight it. And that's huge. And I think we just forget. We sort of like gloss over that. Like now talking about this with you and having this discussion, I'm like thinking we don't celebrate enough. I think that we, yeah, maybe we're still dealing. We think we're just dealing with the same stuff, but we're actually better equipped to deal with it. Exactly. And that's amazing. That's it, huge.
0: It's totally, it's totally amazing. And uh, again, oh my God, there's so much, to, there's so much <laughs> to pick up on in what you just said. A couple of things that I love how you, I noticed when you, um, when you started that story, you, you said like, you know, there's always going to be stuff we struggle with. And then to at the end of the story, you change that to like, there's always going to be stuff to deal with, um, or I know how to deal with that. And I think like that's the language that we use is so freaking important. And I do it as well. Like I totally do it as well. But I think, you know, if we, if we go into things, expecting things to be a struggle, there'll be a struggle. If we go into situations saying, okay, there's, there might be some stuff that comes up that I have to deal with here. We've got so much more control in that yeah. situation because we know we can deal with it. Um, mm-hmm. As opposed to going, oh my god there 's going to be stuff I struggle with here like there 's such difference in that language, and it 's so empowering like to like you said like you know you 've got the tools now to deal with it. I think it 's freaking phenomenal and What I loved about what you said is um, you know using that example of seeing something on social media and re- recognizing that as a trigger. And you said, okay, oh, what you know, I'm feeling insecure by this. Putting language to Mm. the feeling or the emotion is so important. And because we can have that shit will just cycle in our heads. Um, and it will fester and it will grow and will catastrophize and it will start to eat away at our energy and at at our ability to handle things. And when I talk about like building resilience, being able to articulate what we're feeling is a really important part of that because when you can say, okay, I saw someone's post on social media that triggered the hell out of me. It made me feel incredibly insecure. Um, What I need now to deal with this is X, Y, Z. And then you go Mm. and do that. Like how amazing is that? How much more empowered is that than having this cycle of shit and negativity and self-doubt and self-sabotage cycling around our heads for a week, which is previously what both of us sounds like. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And then you build, you build muscle memory, I think too, because once you start to once you have more situations where that happens and you starting to bounce back and you're starting to identify and name it. Yeah. I love that. That's such a good tool to just name what you're feeling and, and not be afraid to feel it. Cause I think we, I talk to so many people who are like, oh yeah, well that that's, you know, I feel pretty bad or that's hard, but ah, it's all good. All good. Mm. We we'll move past it. And it's like, you know, but it's actually okay if it's not all good and you can name that, you can call that out and acknowledge it. And then you get to decide what you do with it. So then you get to decide how you move past it and you choose how you move forward. And then, you know, so I say, okay, cool. Like I recognize that I'm feeling this way and now I'm going to move move on. And I'm going to get myself out of the space because I know if I stay here and I camp out in it, it's not going to be very healthy for me. And I'm probably going to lose a lot more time and, and it's going to be painful, you mm. know? And that's like recognizing then that we know how to do that and reminding ourselves of the situations we go that that builds that muscle memory. So we're able to keep doing it like, Oh, remember when, you know, that happened, uh, this happened last, last week or a month ago or whatever it was. Yeah. Remember when, remember when you figure that out when you dealt with that. Like, I know it feels like you can't get out of it now. Cause sometimes I think that I'm like, Oh, it's so hard. Like, yep. you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, it's just, how do I, how do I get out of it? And sometimes I just stop myself and I'm go, hang on a minute, honey. Like, just, just stop a minute. You know, <laughs> like, remember all like, just think about everything that's happened in the last couple of years and the moments where you felt really low and you didn't think like you were, you didn't think you're going to be able to get out of it. This is probably talking a little bit more broad scheme now, and I suppose related to business, but it's the same kind of concept of like, remember when you were struggling and you faced a challenge, remember how hard it was, remember how you felt. And then remember you feeling like you were, didn't know how you were going to get out of this. You didn't know how you were going to find a way forward. And I felt like this a lot during lockdown as well. There was a lot of very dark days that felt very desperate. And then you always found a way to get through it. You always found a way to pick yourself up. And you're still here today. So if you can do that, you can do this and you can do it again. And you can, yes, this is the mindset. You know, your mind is trying to play tricks on you. It's trying to get at you. It's trying to, you know, there's, yep, there's all these, these things out here that are this comparison thing, this imposter syndrome, this limiting beliefs. It's like some sometimes though, I feel like those seem like those are like, that's the hardest things to do because They're really entrenched in your mind, you know. Mm. So, what one way of dealing with them is reminding yourself that you've gotten through it before. You've got that muscle memory you can pull from your past experience, and I just think it's 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 part of the the that that battle. And well, as Brene Brown, I love Brene Brown, and she always talks about getting out into the arena and fighting. And if we're out in the arena and we're fighting, these are the things that are going to happen. Like we're going to get knocked down by our mindset or something, you know, is going to try to knock us down. And it's about how we get back up and keep going and, and how we've done that before and know that we can do it again
0: hundred percent. And it's so awesome that you mentioned A Brown. Cause I was going to do it too. Have you heard her about her, um, newest book, which is all about, um, all about naming our emotions yeah. and being able to put language to them. I'm like, I'm itching. I'm on, it's on my audible wish list Cause it's not out on audiobook yet. I'm like,
1: come on. Yes. <laughs> I read a sample of it and I think I'm going to have to either either buy the hard copy or probably get it on Kindle but yeah it looks really good. I'm I'm just such a huge Brené Brown fan. So. I know, I mean I know. she's amazing. Let's just yeah. <laughs>
0: it's like it's 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 crazy and there was something that I was going to pick up on and talk about next but the the Brené Brown book thing totally stole my train of thought. <laughs> no, that was it. I just remembered. You said something about uh, I, just, I can't remember whether you said it exactly or whether it was the meaning that I put to it but something mm. along the lines of, you know, um, I always say it's not our business's responsibility to get us to a point where we feel good or we we feel in control or where we feel Mm. balanced. And um, I think, you know, the story that you were sharing then, you said this is on a broader scale, it's not necessarily business, but we can relate it to business, I think is really key and a big part of certainly how I work because our business Is So important. I mean, let's not get away from the fact that, you know, there is a very simple business success metric that everybody needs to have in that our business pays the bills. Um, Like in one of my in one of my other podcast episodes, I think it was um, with Madhu and it would have, so what would that have been last but once, 24, episode 24, she said mindset doesn't pay the bills. And, you know, like as important as mindset is, and all of what we've been talking about, you know, to only have a good mindset, and not have a business that makes us money, like, you know, like, we we have to make money, like granted, but there's so many other things in our life that can help us build the resilience, the strength, the Mm -hmm. confidence, the success metrics to get our business to that point. And, and that's what, I like to talk about when I'm like starting work with a new client, it's like, let's have a look at your whole life. Yes. Let's have a look at how you value, or how you rate your relationships, how you rate your family life, how you rate your financial situation, how you rate, how you feel about your business, how you rate your hobbies and your fun, how you rate your health and fitness, how you rate your, um, you know, the the things you do for personal development, all the different elements of our life because, what I found and I found this personally as well is that some of those segments, like if we're rating them out of 10, might only be like three or four. And that in, as a whole is making us feel shitty. You know, if mm-hmm. we're feeling like we, we're not as connected as we want to be with our partner, or we're feeling like we're letting our health and fitness suffer, or we're not doing enough. Uh, we like, we don't have hobbies. Like how many women listening to this, especially mums, Um, can honestly say hand on heart they have got an array of hobbies I sure as hell can't we let that go Um, which you know we let that go for some like for some things like we have to we might prioritize our kids over our tennis our love of tennis for example Um, but you know like there comes a point where we have to um, we might have to bring something back into our lives like it's not our Business's responsibility. Yeah. I think this is what I'm getting at. Like any of those things, if any of those segments of our life we're rating low, we might not recognize that it's that segment that is low. And we can be putting that pressure mm. on our business. Like mm. my business has to grow. My business has to make mm. more money. My business has to be more successful. So I am feel, uh, so I feel happier and more fulfilled, but actually maybe joining a gym and, and losing a couple of kilos, maybe, maybe deep down, that's the thing um, mm. that is going to help us feel a bit more in control and f- feel a bit more energized. And then the, the kind of the repercussion of that, or the sort of um, side benefit of that is that our business is going to grow because we're feeling better about ourselves. We're feeling more confident. We're feeling more energetic. And just the natural outcome of that is going to be, oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Look at that. Like now, because I'm not all doom and gloom, I've got like a hundred new Instagram followers or something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, uh, just, it's not at always our business's responsibility to help us feel more balanced and aligned in our life. I think that's what I'm getting yeah. at from that point.
1: Yeah. I think that's really true. Cause we do put a lot of, well, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, you know, to always be on with our business and always to have these ideas and be pushing it forward and being successful. And then you're right. Like we're, we are whole people with, you know, lives outside of our business, personal lives and relationships and interests and other things that we do to keep ourselves going. And I mean, I believe so strongly in having balance in a business and having it not, take over your life and, and being the only thing that you do. And especially if you've got a family and you know, that's why I think it was, it was hard for me last year because in lockdown, that was all I had was, was Mm. working on it. And I, that was what got me through it. And I literally didn't have anything else to do. And I tried to create a little bit of a balance as much as I could, but it was like going for a walk or watching a movie. Like there wasn't a whole lot of other things I could do. I couldn't go out and see my friends or, you know, there was just nothing else I could do. So it became so much of my life. And then this year I actually sort of was able to live my life again. Like I was able to actually be in the world. And because I chose to leave Melbourne and move back to Queensland where we kept COVID out for most of the year, I was able to enjoy more of like a normal sort of life, in that sense, I was able to travel around more freely. So that's what I did, and I went from this like year of one extreme to the other. Mm-hmm. And then I think my business was sort of caught in the middle of all of that. And I, uh, and I, and I, and I don't. That's what I've been trying to understand this whole year. I guess is was yeah. And and hearing you talk about that too, and I think well maybe I was putting so much pressure, well put pressure on myself to make things work in a certain way and then pressure on my business to be something that maybe it actually just isn't supposed to be. Mm. And I'm not saying in the sense of not having a business at all, because I definitely do want that. And I want to keep working for myself, but I think it looks, I think it's just taking a different shape than what I originally thought it would be at the beginning. And I think that's what I've been sort of resisting and pushing against because I'm like, no, it was supposed to look like, you know, a coaching business, or then I was going to have a design business and, you know, oh, I should, you know, do all these things. And, but yes, I need to, it needs to make me money and it needs all, it needs to be all these things. And it's just not. And then at the same time, I don't actually have like the energy, like the mental energy or anything to like make it anything because this year was just sort of a different year full of transition. And I, and I was sort of caught, you know, like I said, I was caught in that. And then my business was kind of caught in the middle and then I couldn't bring myself to work on it. And, and maybe I did put pressure on it. Like you were saying to bring some sort of fulfillment, but then, but then I also felt like I was traveling. I felt amazing about that. And I was meeting all these different people and I've now settled in cans and that was all amazing and sort of unexpected and great. And so that area feels really fulfilling. And then there's like my business part that doesn't feel quite as fulfilling. And, and I'm like, but it's supposed to, you know, like it needs to be. And, you know, and hearing you just share all of that. I'm like, oh, you know, but maybe I don't, yeah, I don't need to put so much pressure on it. I definitely don't need to put so much pressure on myself, but that's what I've been kind of struggling with this whole year. Like, Mm. like, but why, why can't I do it? Why can't I make it work? Like, or why can't, I don't know. And I'm just not honoring where I don't, I think a lot of times I haven't really honored where I've been at exactly. in the fact that I've had all this other stuff as part of my life that's been happening that I've been figuring out and dealing with. And just when things seem to be okay, I've gotten thrown for a loop and like you were talking about before, (laughs) and that's happened to me a couple of times this year. And I've been sort of left to recover from that and, and, and figure out how to move forward. And, and then it's hard to kind of keep putting that energy and focus into a business when you've got all this other stuff happening.
0: Exactly. And so
1: it's like, take the break or, you know, like take your foot off the, the gas a little bit and just kind of not force your business to, <sighs> to be, <laughs> Be to be right the, now, the, I don't know. Like, does that make yeah. sense? It like, makes it makes know. total sense. I'm trying to make sense of it myself as I'm talking about it. Yeah, you know, no,
0: it does. It makes total sense. And I know people listening are going to be like, "Oh my god!" You know, even just <laughs> hearing us bounce it off each other, there's going to be things that people take, and you know, it's not all going to be relevant. Like, take what's relevant to you and just mm-hmm. leave the rest. Like, don't get hung up on. oh, but no, that bit's not right. Like, just <laughs> take take what's relevant to you and just dump the rest. And I, I think you know, it's conversations I've been having with with. So many clients, different industries, different stages of business, different types of people, different scenarios. But um, there is a sweeping generalization. There is a general exhaustion. There Mm -hmm. is um, and we can't help but be affected by the constant negativity and doom and gloom and crap in the media. Like I've really stopped. Like I used to love watching the projects. Like I don't watch it anymore. I'm like, I can't deal with it. Like I just, I can't, I don't watch the news. Yes. I'll read news headlines and stuff, but even then I'm like, yeah, I just can't be bothered. Like it's just, there's such an energy around at the Mm. moment that is can if we choose to let it really drag us down and um you know so your sentiments around putting pressure on our business and or not having the energy to put into it and feeling bad about that so so shared by so many people and myself you know as well <laughs> i think it's i think uh, if we can take anything if we can sum up this conversation in in any way and i don't even know that we need to but anyway let's try it's um it's about is such a cliche but being kind to ourselves yeah. and recognizing so what does that mean in real life because like how many times do we hear that I think it's wreck to me it's recognizing that recognizing and accepting that we are on our own path and again that's very cliche it's very very much sprouted everywhere at the moment but you know, what, just because that person over there might have a very similar looking business, you know, that might, that might be the only part of their life that we see. We don't see their other segments. Um, and, actually as real as they might be presenting still what we're seeing is what they're choosing to present we're not seeing what's right inside here and like what i was saying before like right at the start my 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 journey into um entrepreneurship like if you looked at me like if you looked at my social media if you look if you met me at an event or um down the street or in the park with my kids you know, you wouldn't have seen any of that grayness. You wouldn't Mm. have seen that doubt. You wouldn't have seen that anxiety. You'd have seen someone who was seemingly loving life and, and having a really great time. So I think we've got to remember that as well. Like everyone does go through stuff, whether they present it or not. Um, but the meaning that, we and they put to their situation is theirs and theirs alone and um, the success metric that we judge ourselves against should be ours and you know you touched on this earlier and it's certainly something that I'm starting to question in my business like the success metric that I have been judging myself against I don't think is the right one Mm -hmm. Um, I honestly don't believe it's the right one and it even knowing all of this I've been putting more pressure on myself than I need to. And, um, yeah, that's, that's definitely something that's shifting as we speak. So I'm really, I'm actually really excited to, um, keep unpacking that and see where, see where that leads in 2022.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm curious how, you know, that it's not the right scale and how then do you find what is right, you know, and maybe you don't have all the answers. And then I think that's the beauty of it, right? Like we don't always have the exact answers Mm. and we don't, it's okay to not, but like, what do you sort of like, where are you in that process of discovering what is, how you should, what scale you do want to measure yourself on and, and how, you know, it's not right. And I what think, does that look like?
0: So I, I know I am a very intuitive person. Mm-hmm. I know that Me I make yeah. my best decisions um, on the fly. And I know that I, the best content that I make, you know, like the, when I stop and when I think about things too much, I overthink them and I go beyond, (laughs) I go beyond like excellence was back here. And then I start overthinking and overanalyzing and overplanning. And before I know it, I've I've lost that sweet spot. Yeah. And so, (laughs) and, and so when I say, I believe I've been measuring things on the wrong scale, I've been, not ignoring, but probably not giving the attention and the value to this sweet intuitive spot enough. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been like, okay. Um, especially, so this is, this is in regard to me moving on, moving online. Like previously to work with me, I've only been, I've only had one on one, um, you know, private coaching sessions. That's been my only product, my only service of a you know, face-to-face workshops, face-to-face me in front of you has been the only way that I've worked with people. And obviously in maybe not, obviously, if you've not had a business coaching session or anything, but there, I have no pre-agenda. So, um, I literally sit there and we work through whatever comes up in the session. And I work really well like that. Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: decided that, you know, there's, there's, um, there's a peak capacity to that. Like there are only so many hours in a day that I can offer one-on-one work with clients. So if I wanted to grow my business beyond that, I needed something that's going to leverage my time. So I started to create an online coaching hub, which is like a group um, a group coaching um, type vibe. And in my head, I was like, okay, so we'll have um, fortnightly live group sessions so they'll be like my one-on-ones but just with a group of people all together but then I need to have um I need to have structured content in there so I need to have like an online course in there as well like that's what's Mm -hmm. needed and so when I say um I've been judging things on the wrong scale like the the value the thing I'm really good at is the intuitive off the cuff inspired in the moment stuff When I have to sit down and plan the content for a structured course, if you like, or a structured flow of trainings, I find that much harder. And so I've been beating myself up that maybe I'm just not cut out for this online space. Maybe I should just stick to one-on-one and kind of limit my growth. But then I'm like, hang on, who's to say that people wouldn't want to pay just to be a part of your inspired thinking or to be able to sit in a, in a, in a zoom room with you and bounce things with you. Like that's valuable. And I've had my clients tell me that's valuable, but I wasn't Mm. recognizing it. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, I decided that that wasn't enough and that I needed to have this structured content in there as well. Um, and the fact that I found that structured content so hard was meaning I was resisting it and I wasn't doing it. And I was therefore saying that I saying in my head that I'm failing. Whereas if I switch the measure, switch the success metric to no, you're inspiring your clients, the people that are on your group coaching sessions are getting inspired, are getting energized, are learning things they didn't even realize they needed to learn at the start of the call, um, that in itself is enough like that's success, mm. that's value. Mm. Um, so that's kind of does that answer your question? It's kind of yeah. It, it's not. It's not, a, it's not a holistic thing. It's each individual element mm. of my business and how I'm judging it. That's, that's what I'm starting to tweak and change. And that's not to say any of my clients who are hub members, that's not to say that there's not going to be um, pre-recorded content in there. There is. It's just not going to be a structured flow. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. It's yeah. going to be inspired in the moment. when I, When I think of something that I want to share, I'll record a video. I'll record a training on it and I'll stick it in there. Um, I'm just removing the pressure on myself of having to do it a certain way because that's what society says you do. Oh,
1: see, I hearing you talk about that, I think that's what I've been struggling with in my own business <laughs> since the beginning is feeling like because everybody else is doing it a certain way, that's how I need to do it too. And I think the moments where I've gone away from that or I've recognized that are the moments where I've thrived the most and been the most happy, but it's funny how I find myself continuing to fall back into that space in Mm. a way. And, and even just from the beginning where I, I started this project in 2020 and I, I, w- I had done a uh, women's uh, creative leadership program. And part of that was to like create and launch this creative project in 12 weeks. And I loved that project and I felt so inspired. And that was like the first real Um investment I had made in myself and in my future course that the future the course of my life that I wanted to take, working for myself, pursuing my own creative work, having this like, you know, location-independent lifestyle. Like I just felt like that was the very first stages. But then, but then I was being told that, well, you can't make money doing it this way. Like you've got to have a service. And 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 fair enough. Like, yeah, just producing content does take a while. And like I recognize that you can't always make money immediately from that. And yeah, there are other things that you do have to kind of diversify and write. That's kind of the practical side of it. But I think what I missed, I missed that that doesn't mean that I can't do this other work that really lights me up. And what I, as I've reflected and backtracked a bit or just kind of gone, gone back and, and thought about it all over the last, you know, 18 months to two years. And I've thought, well, I've really, gone around the circle a fair bit with this because I just abandoned so many different ideas thinking, well, I've got to do it like this. Okay. Well, I've got to have a service. So maybe I'll coach. Okay. Well, if I don't want to do coaching, well, then I've got all this design experience. So maybe I should design. Okay. Well, that wasn't really lighting me up either. And I didn't ever, ever really like, probably nobody even knew that I made that shift this year. Cause I didn't even really talk about it. Like I updated mm. my website and I like, didn't even really say, Hey, I can design your website. Like people who know that I'm a designer know that I obviously can do that, but a lot of other people wouldn't know. And then, you know, I've got a podcast and, you know, it's just, it's so it's <laughs> it, you, 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 hearing you talk about it is like putting the language helping me find that language as well, because I've gone through that very similar process. It's like, well, why am I doing this? Well, and you resist it. Like you were resisting putting this like structured content in your, in your course. So then I Mm. step back and I think, well, am I resisting it? Because I don't want to do it? it. Am I afraid of it? Is there like, what's going on here? And I think Well, yeah, it is scary, but I think I can get past that. So maybe there's actually something deeper going on here where it's actually not resonating with me or it's not aligning to who I really am and what I want to do and what I want to spend my precious energy, you know, doing in, in Mm. my work. And, and if it's not, if it's not going to light me up in that way, then, you know, maybe that's why I am resisting making all these shifts, you know, I could make this big shift into a design business and, you know, but I was never thrilled at the idea of writing, like producing design related content, like yeah. find these fonts, you know, these are the best fonts for your website. And here's the Squarespace <laughs> hack. Like I just, it was never, I never wanted to talk about that. But I was like, I can design people's websites, but I don't really want to produce content about how to design websites. And mm. so then I thought, oh, well, then I can't have a design business because I'm not doing it like all the other people. And then I think, well, I mean, I can still design like I can, nothing is stopping me from making people's websites and designing for them because I am a great designer and I've got a lot of experience doing it and I don't have to do it like everybody else. And then I started making this shift just in the last part of this year, like, okay, well, maybe I don't have to identify myself as any one specific thing. And maybe my pro my whole struggle throughout my career has been, I feel like I've been put into a box and I, and, and sometimes it's, it's a box that I put myself. Well now more recently, it's the box I'm putting myself in, but previous to that, I think I just kept hitting a ceiling at all the previous jobs that I was working at. Like there just was only so far I could go. And I wanted to do more than what I felt like I could ever do in those positions. And in that career, and so when the opportunity came to strike out on my own, I took it. And now, of course, I have to take responsibility for being the one that put myself puts myself in the box because there ain't nobody else doing it now. It's all me, you know, <laughs> and I do. I do take that responsibility, but I just think, like, why do I have to be just a design business or just a coaching business or just a whatever? Like, I've never really wanted to follow the conventional path anyway. So just because everybody else online all the business influencers and social media influencers say, this is how you have to do it. And you have to create a a following like this and an audience like that. And, and, you know, you have to create a course and you have to have all this, you know, like, but that might not work for me. It's, it Mm. didn't work for you, you know? And so just recognizing that, and I don't know, I feel like I've gone through this really long process of, Of coming to that conclusion.
0: And I don't think there's anything, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, that whole labeling thing and putting yourself in a box. I a hundred percent resonate with, I'm like, am I a leadership coach? Am I an executive coach? Am I a business (laughs) coach? Am I an accountant who coaches? Am I a business advisor? I'm like, like, and, and then it's like, who the fuck cares? Who cares? (laughs) Like, you know, like it doesn't matter. The label doesn't matter. What matters is the value that I bring. So, yeah, you know, if I'm, if I'm presenting a workshop to a team in an organization, then call me a facilitator, call me a trainer, call me a leadership coach if that's what you want. Like if I'm having a, a one-on-one session with a small business owner, call me a small business coach. Like it doesn't matter. Like, you know, the, what I see the value in, the value in what I do is inspiring people to do what they do better. Um, mm-hmm. And so if that means you want to call me your business coach, Fine. If that means you want to call me your life coach, fine. If that means you want to call me the the person that just helps you keep your shit together, fine. Call me that. Like I just, I, you know what I mean. Like I've, I totally resonate with that. Putting ourselves in boxes, and until we can define that, that's like what I was saying earlier about um, struggling to define my my vision and my mission. And I felt like until I could define it, I wasn't ready to go out there and talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, And that's, you know, that's all part of our conditioning. That's all part of the limiting beliefs we spoke about earlier. That's all part of the meaning that we're putting to it. Like, you know, the the meaning that you put to, if I have a design business, I have to go and create content on the best fonts to use on my website. Therefore, I'm not going to have a design business because I don't want to do that. You know, like nothing Nothing about the concept of a design business said you had to do that, except mm-hmm. there was a meaning that you constructed mm-hmm. in your head. Yes. And you therefore validated your opinion for not doing it because you didn't want to do that part of it. But like <laughs> you're in hundred percent control. You don't yep. have to do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's you right. Know, like that's 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 a great takeaway for anyone listening to this in any business, in any industry, in any stage, like just because the social media gurus say, you know, you've got to be doing reels three times a week or you've got to do this or you've got to do that. Like, you, like, honestly, I don't don't believe that you do like, I don't either work for you. Exactly. (laughs) it's
1: too much. And I actually, to be honest, this year have gone away from following most of those people. Like I've unfollowed a lot of those like big business. And I'm not saying that needs to be for everybody, but for me, it started to become really triggering and I just Mm. couldn't do it anymore. And I was like, these aren't, this isn't really aligned with who I am and what I want. And like, I'm a very intuitive heart-led person as well. And, And this year I have needed to be a lot more gentle with myself. And I haven't really been in the space where I can produce a lot of content or share things. I've just kind of had to sit back and allow myself to to be in the space that I'm in and, and, and whatever that means and know that like there will come a time when that's going to change and I'm going to want to share more and produce more. And maybe that just isn't, maybe that's just the season that I'm sitting in right now and, and whatever I knew, like, so I just needed to remove some of those other voices. And I'm like, this is too much. Like, I'm just not in that place right now where I feel like this is something I can do. And And maybe it never was anyway, like Mm. I am. And and I think I kind of coming back around to that, maybe that's the most freeing thing that I've realized this whole year is like, it doesn't have to look like everybody else's and it doesn't have to look, I don't have to do the things that everybody else says I should do. And I'm going to find my own way forward. And it's going to look, it's, it's, if I'm going to do a business, if I'm going to work for myself, if I'm going to produce content, like why wouldn't I want to be true to myself? Like it's exactly. not gonna and I, and I think that's sometimes where I feel that resistance is there's some part of it that doesn't feel in alignment with who I am and what I want. And I think it's hard to identify that. And that's what I've struggled with a bit. I'm like, with am I feeling resistance because I just am afraid to do it? Or is it actually something that's not aligning here? And yeah. and and figuring that out and then just embracing it and going, right, like okay, it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be the same way that everybody else is like. Cool, yeah. I'm I'm me. me
0: I, my think own path. I think there's a massive, um, there's a massive fear. I deep down believe that everybody does know how what they want to be doing and how they want to mm-hmm. be doing it. But the thing that's stopping us is either our belief in ourselves or our uh, belief in our value, or even just mm-hmm. being scared to acknowledge that for fear of judgment, for fear of, um, not being good enough at it for fear of not belonging. You know, imagine like, like our unconscious mind probably knows exactly what we need to be doing, but our conscious mind is saying, yeah, but what if you put that out there and no one likes it? Yeah. Um, so (laughs) actually, um, actually let's just say we're doing this because this is much safer and, you know, and that's that kind of inner battle that goes on in our heads all the time. So I'm like, if, Imagine the power if we could just shut that ego voice up um, mm. and just say, Hey, look, I know you've got me to where I am right now, but I'm just going to roll with this and see what happens and be okay. Like, if it doesn't work out how we think it might, be okay to another buzzword of the moment, pivot and try yeah. something else, you know? <laughs> oh, there's been lots of pivoting
1: this year. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not the only one, but yeah, I mean, and I, it's, it's interesting because we get, so we do get so attached to like a certain outcome. And I think we, you know, if we, we do have to pivot, that means we are a failure Oh, something didn't work. And instead of it, and going back to, again, a lot of the themes we've discussed in this conversation of like, it's not about, it's about the, the meaning the value that we, they give to it. Right. Like just because we have to pivot or try something different doesn't mean that the thing we were doing before was a failure. It just means mm. we, we learned something like we had to try that thing in order to get to the next one. Exactly. And so I'm trying to like, look at that's how I've, that's how this year has been for me. I've tried a couple different things, some with more or less effort. And, and for whatever reason, they didn't feel right. Or they, you know, I couldn't, I can't really say that none of them actually didn't work. And then I think like, well, actually everything that I have tried has been like, I've, I've achieved some level of success with it. So why do I think that I haven't been successful, but like, mm. you know, I think, Oh, I just, for whatever reason, it's not something about it, it's not aligned. And so great, cool. I learned something like let's let's, let's move on to the next thing. And it's just, it's easy how it's like a very fine balance between staying on that side of it. And then the other side, which is like, Oh no, I'm a failure. And like, what am I doing? And like, that wasn't right. And nobody liked it. and And you're kind of like got both of those sides tugging at you. <laughs> so 100%. Much. Like, when today, which way am I going to go today? Sometimes it feels like, you know, or moment by moment thing where you could just easily be swayed to go, Oh, okay. Well now
0: I just feel like crap about everything, but actually that's not true. You know? It, and, and I think, oh. you know, something that, um, something that I ask, like when I've got a guest on my show, something that I ask everybody, um, it are around the non-negotiables that we set mm-hmm. for ourselves. And I think that that plays really nicely into what you were just saying then, in that every day, every single day, mm-hmm, we yeah. have a choice about how we choose to look at things, how we yeah. choose to approach things, what our attitude is going to be. And f- I know for me that um, how I set myself up for the day has a massive impact on which which way I go um and some days I can feel like you know what I'm tired I'm exhausted I just want to stay in bed but I know that if I set my alarm I have to get up at the time of my alarm. So sometimes, you know, I'll go to bed and I'll be like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm not going to get up at six. I'm going to get up at seven thirty, mm-hmm. Um, and I'll change my alarm. And, and so in that regard, I'm allowed to sleep in, but a non-negotiable that I set for myself is that Monday to Friday, when I'm working, I set my alarm and I get up when my alarm goes off. I don't snooze it. I get up, I get up, Yes, then I'll have an aimless scroll through social media because that's just what I like to do. Um, Then I'll go and do some form of exercise or workout. Um, Not always like full on like cardiovascular hit it might be yoga it might be a bit of stretching it might not be anything too significant but i have to wake my body up Mm -hmm. and if those mornings where i choose to um, sit there on instagram for a bit too long and i'll eat into my exercise time i know those days are going to end up not being as productive as the days where i've woken my body up so there's some of my Non-negotiables. Mm. I'm curious if, about if you have any that you know that if I don't do this, I know my day is going to be harder <laughs> than it otherwise would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you on the the
1: exercise piece. I, for me, that was a non-negotiable during lockdown because I, that was just, I needed that for my mental health. So I'd get up in the morning and I'd, I'd set my, I'd create a lot of structure around those days because they were just big blobs, otherwise of like endless amounts of time with nothing to break it up. And mm. I'd set my alarm and I'd get up even, you know, if I obviously didn't have anywhere to be, but I'd try to create some structure and I'd do some Pilates and I'd always, do that in the morning and then end the day with a walk. And I found that that has been a routine that has carried with me this whole year past 2020. And I think that's here to stay now. So yeah, I get up in the morning and I do a workout and some days I don't have a lot of energy or like, I don't know, I'm, you know, got aches and pains in my body, sadly. Um, and so sometimes I'm just like a bit prohibited from doing it, you know, I can't yep. can always do what I would want, but I still get up and I stretch and yeah, moving my body and get some blood flow and just um doing some kind of workout. And then I always do a run or a walk or something in the afternoon. And I just have to kind of like bookmark my day like that. And mm. I found that that on the days where I don't do that, that I don't I definitely don't feel as good. And, um, that's, that's just become a non-negotiable for me getting outside. And here and now it's getting a bit tricky because it's so hot up in yeah. cans. And that's, I don't know, it's a bit of a struggle. I, I was thinking that when have you energy, go but... for a run in
0: the afternoons, so I'm like, holy
1: hell. <laughs> oh, actually, I mean, I like have to pretty much after five thirty. like the yeah. other day I tried going, I think it was four 30 and it was, no, I was like, this is a terrible idea and I'm never doing this again. (laughs) But so pretty much it's like early evening that I have to go. Um, yeah now, but it's still, it's still good and it works. And yeah, I, I snooze my alarm and I actually, I wish I could be that disciplined because sometimes I just, I just, can't be anymore it's funny how I feel like I was more disciplined when I was in lockdown and then I've just got a bit slack this year it's very weird but
0: again I mean it's like just because that works for me doesn't mean it works for you doesn't mean that what you do is wrong I want or what I do is I know, right I know right? I want it to work like I want it to be better but
1: anyway ah, uh, there's I can keep trying I mean I used to, yeah anyway
0: I think you know like it, it's been such a like a fascinating conversation. I hope it has been for you guys listening as well. Like we could just keep talking. <laughs> I know, um, but like you know, to 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 wrap up, like I always like to set a theme for the year, um, mm. like for the year ahead. So like my theme for the year ahead is lifestyle. So mm. meaning I'm really leaning into this belief that I can create amazing value for my clients and I can create an amazing business for myself and for my family and still have the lifestyle that I want. So every decision that I'm making um, about my business moving forwards, it needs to be moving me in the direction of the next level desired lifestyle that that I'm after. That's great. So it's working less, but earning more. So that's my, that's my focus for the year. I'd love to hear Mm, yours. I love that. I I think that was that was part of
1: my focus for this year too. I, I'd have to say I'd carry that into next year as well. Um, but I otherwise, like to be quite honest, I don't I don't really know at this point. Mm. I I um well, like like, as I just said, like lifestyle has been a big thing. Like that's been so, I think that's just kind of the consistent thing. I've always I, I measure all my decisions now based on that. Like what kind of, you know, what's the lifestyle that I want? You know, is this thing gonna fit? with that lifestyle that I'm trying to create for myself and the balance that I want to have and where I want to get to. And I've started using that as, as kind of how, as like the measure for aligning my decisions, which is really good. And so I definitely think that became very prominent for me this year in all the decisions I made. And I think that's going to continue into next year. And so I, um, but for me, I, I didn't really choose like a year a word or a theme for this year for 2021. But I think now that the year is gone and almost over, I look back and I think, oh, actually this was my theme. And I think that was openness. Mm. And I, I'm not really sure, like I said, so I'm not wondering if maybe I go into next year. <clears throat> without something specifically. And maybe the year is going to kind of reveal to me what the theme was because that's what happened this year. And I I'm reflecting now and going, wow, everything that I, I did aside from, you know, making like kind of lifestyle choices, but well, and even this is tied into that. Like I just went in with an open heart and an open mind to just receive. And like, I sort of had a plan somewhat, and this is very new for me because I'm such a planner, but so I had a plan and I was willing to adjust the plan and be flexible. And, um, as a result, like I set off from Brisbane, not knowing where I was going to end up, I ended up here in Cairns, and, you know, things have just kind of unfolded from there. And I just, keep trying to be open. And a lot of things have challenged that a lot of relationships have challenged that for me this year. And I think, gosh, I don't want to be open anymore because it actually really hurts sometimes. And I've really had to challenge myself to continue to be open. And I do kind of feel like that is another theme at this point. Like I'm not really ready to let go of that. So Mm -hmm. we'll just, you know, I think that, I think that's what I'm going to, I need to, to challenge myself to continue to remain open and open to people and opportunities and situations and, not be closed off and, and, and just willing to receive what comes, even if it wasn't what I was expecting. And I I think I need to continue that (laughs) at least to the first part of the year. So we'll go with that.
0: (laughs) I like it. I love it. I think that's a really cool place to end on. Don't you like it's Mm. been such an amazing conversation and um yeah we kind of joked earlier that we might have to break this up into two episodes and maybe we will it's been a bit of a marathon but um (laughs) I have loved it thank you so So much for this like opportunity and um to be able to bounce off you Heather has been great so thank you I really appreciate it yeah
1: you too Claire I mean I've I've been sort of tossing around a lot of these thoughts in my head for this year so it feels really great to have um, a new a fresh mind and and you and you've gone through so many of the similar things and and you've talked going to people through. who have <laughs> going through well, not continuous process. We're still going through it. And that's what I joke. I'm like, I just feel like I'm always in an in-between season and I'm just always, you know, and I think sometimes that's how it is. We're we're pushing onward and we're we're in the process, and that's okay. Absolutely. Here we are. Absolutely. So it's been really great. Yeah. Oh.
0: Fabulous! I love it.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: Yay! Yeah, you, thanks thanks you. so much. <laughs> let's let's wrap up.
1: <laughs> let's do it. <laughs>
0: And there you have it, guys. That's a wrap. I trust you have enjoyed this bonus extended conversation between Heather and I. Don't forget to share this episode with someone in your network that you think would get value from hearing it. And you can like and subscribe both of our shows via the link in the show notes to this episode. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye.